Welcome back to a new segment of Dirt Talk. Today, we are exploring the internet in Eric and Aaron versus the internet. Why are you holding the mic like that? Because I'm a radio I'm a radio producer. Why are you moving it back and welcome. forth? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. On Sunday, Saturday. Sunday, Sunday. 105.7. So it's yes. This is Eric and Aaron versus the internet. Aaron and Eric versus the internet. I think we're going we want to alphabetize it. We're going to lose. Uh, yeah. So all we're going to do here is talk shit. Because that's all we do. That's all I get paid to do. This is all we already do mm-hmm. is you and I send each other stuff. Mm-hmm. And we talk shit. Yep. About everybody. Yes. Nobody's safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see what this podcast, what what even happens on this podcast because I don't even know what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna find out. First and foremost, the X Games video is out. X Games Snow Park Technologies Snow Cats. It came out pretty good. I think it was one of the best videos we've done. I think so too. And I'm only saying that because it was my idea. Uh, yes, yes. Thanks to your genius. Yes. The, the, every Eric out of the videos we make, one out of 50, <laughs> he'll come through with a good idea and a good location we can one shoot One out at. of 50 is, is pretty high, honestly. Yes. When's the last time? This is the one out of 50. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it worked out great. Yeah. It worked out really good. Except for the drones. Uh, except for the, well, it was better than what Angel did with the drone the other day. Couldn't have happened to a worse drone. Sent it right into the ocean. Fuck that drone. I, if that drone had come back from Hawaii, I probably would have curb stomped it myself. I fucking hate that. Insurance drone. is going to, uh, buy us a new one. Well, that's what, that's what Chase is worried about. He was like, oh, it's going to come out of the budget. He's like, I'm not going to get a drone. I'm like, no, you're still going to get a drone. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually going to put it on the insurance this time and not let it live. The good news is it can't even live on the wall. We have to make a placeholder for it. Well, they said they were going to look for it. So it was a, it was a, um, a jetty job. Okay. And so what happened was, I'm going to start talking shit here. Okay. Here we go. What happened was I, I wanted to go. We had a, a Wednesday afternoon available. We're in Oahu. I was with Goodfellow Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday morning. Great time with Goodfellow. If you're looking for a company to go work for, like Goodfellow on the West Coast or Hawaii, they are unbelievable. I was so impressed spending time with them. I've spent some time with them, but being around Steve Goodfellow, Chad Goodfellow, their executive team, their leadership. This isn't shit talking. No, I'm getting to the shit talking. This is the opposite. I would never talk shit about Goodfellow. (laughs) So Goodfellow, amazing time, but we had a spare afternoon. And what are we going to do in Hawaii other than look at dirt, go to the beach, go snorkeling, enjoy ourselves? That'd be ridiculous. does seem like a pretty boring place to live. I want to go look at machines doing work in Hawaii because it's Hawaii and it's machines. Of course, there's a marine contractor. There's only a few contractors in Hawaii. It's a pretty small market, as you can imagine. One contractor is Healy Tibbetts, a marine contractor. I find out that Healy Tibbetts is owned by Weeks, okay. which is perfect. We, 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 work, with we work with Weeks. They're great. But Kiwit just bought Weeks. Okay. So I feel the shit talking coming. Yeah. So I go to Hawthorne Cat and I say, hey, if there's any customers that you guys have for us to visit on Wednesday, we would love to check out what Hawthorne does and what your customers do. Uh-oh. We've done that with cat dealers all over. Uh-huh. And they said, well, there's this awesome project in the harbor with Kiwi. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool. I know exactly what project it is, 
but I know for sure they're going to say absolutely not. Right. Well, let me, let me ask him. He goes to them. So they said absolutely not on the photos and videos. <laughs> and, and I say, ah, okay, check. So I go to our contact at Weeks. I say, hey, this is a little last minute. I might have had better luck had I reached out sooner. But could you talk to the folks at Healy Tibbetts to see if I can come out on a project? And also Hawthorne said, well, I'm going to talk to Healy Tibbetts too. Hawthorne says, nah, they said no because Kiwit. <laughs> and, then, and then Weeks comes back and says, yeah, it's it's the same thing, Kiwit. <laughs> Damn, like, come on, give me a break. Did you just go show up anyway? Well, we were talking to somebody, and they said, "I have a great friend at Healy Tibbetts. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to visit?" And I said, "Yeah, I want to visit. I just want to see what they do. I'm just here to see what the hell they do." That has been happening to me a lot. Of like, hey, I just want to come check this out, and it's like. I'll like you could tie my hands and take my cameras. I just I, I don't need to. I just want to see it. Yeah, I just want to see it. It's fine. And so we went out there and there was no work going on because the machine had broken. Mm. Go figure a mm, when do they start doing wild emission stuff It probably E model excavators? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an E model excavator, which yeah, hit or miss. Yeah. And it was broken. The whole operation was dependent on one excavator? It was a small machine. It was a small operation. Oh. They were building this little jetty to oh. prevent sand from closing in this this one area, like moving down the yeah. beach. But it was it's blue water. Yeah, it's yeah. Hawaii. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Incredibly beautiful. And it's an excavator on the beach. We were going to take a few pictures. We were going to send them in for approval. I'm not a cowboy anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, back in the day, I would have just taken my drone above the Kiwit job and said, yeah. Screw you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I did that a hundred times over yeah. years ago before BuildWit. Now I play by the rules. I'm not here to screw anybody over. You have to. You, you have to. It's part of the game. Yeah, I, I've learned you got to play the game. You have to be, Yeah. you, you just play by the rules. Yeah. So we're going to take just a few drone shots, send it to them for approval. If they say no, they say no. It is what it is. Yeah. It was really windy though. And Angel gets the shots. Beautiful, amazing, blue water bringing it back down and then the drone just goes and it just flips over and dives right into the ocean right the 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 rocks we walk out on the rocks it's like right there in the water but it's just windy enough the water's clear but you can't see into the water all that well oh so the drone must have been right there and they wouldn't let you go in and get it we just didn't know where it was and we weren't just going to go swim around aimlessly in the ocean. Oh, I mean, I would have done that. Well, we weren't that committed. We had to go to the airport. Oh, oh okay. It was that yeah. kind of day. Yeah, yeah. We, it, was, it was late afternoon. We had a flight. We were checked out of our hotel, that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like- And there was nothing else the on the drone. Yeah. And the drone was dead anyway. So it's like what it was getting recovering it going to do. Yeah. But well, there's the a hard drive s- might have been fine. Maybe. Yeah. There's a small chance we get it back. And if we do get it back- it's going on the wall. It goes on the wall. But my point of the story is that I wish Kiwit was cool with photos and videos because they do some of the coolest work in the country. But every single time I hear the word Kiwit, it's like, great, that's off, that's off the table just automatically. I don't even know why, but it's off the table. I don't know if this podcast is going to win them over or not. I am the one of the biggest Kiwit fans out there. Uh-huh. That's what pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. I, I am a Kiwit alum. Mm. Biggest Kiwit fan. I talk about Kiwit all the damn time. Kiwit, Kiwit, Kiwit. Yeah. 
I don't understand why they're so uncool about photo and video. A lot of free advertising because uh, they're so big. I know, but so even, many even big companies have been cool with us nowadays. Yeah. They don't even entertain it. They're just like, nope. 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 Let's, nope. let's just call Peter. Should we call Uncle Pete? Hey, Peter. Hey. Um, I want to take, hey, take some GoPro photos of your job site. Can I come out? Can I just come out with my GoPro on my I know. phone? I've, I've tried this so many times over. I've tried to visit their mining operations. I-70 in Colorado, when they were tearing down the whole elevated interstate overnight, it wasn't an overnight job, but they were doing it nights. Over the course of nights. Yeah. They had yeah. 390s, 374s, uh-huh. just munching away on an elevated highway. It's like, oh, that would be so cool to see. Now they're going to do the bridge job here, Broadway Bridge, right in here, downtown Nashville. Broadway Bridge. Yeah, if you drive over the, if you go down Broadway, and drive over the bridge across the rail yard, right downtown. Oh, what? Who's who's rail yard? Is it CSX? Yeah, it's CSX. Why? the The bridge was built, I think, in like the forties, so it's just structurally Whoa. deficient. So they're Whoa. they're they're demolishing the whole thing and Whoa. replacing it. They have a, it's like a Lieber fifteen hundred crawler crane already set up there. Okay, and they have all of the girders already assembled. So it's going to be like a rapid bridge replacement type oh. project. Yeah, they're going to move fast. What are they going to take it down with? I don't know. I would I would love to see the project. Whoa. But no. Well, but I can watch it from the public right away because it's right in the middle of everything. Damn, over the rail yard too. Over the, over, yeah, over, over quite a, a few rail, like over a, over one of the biggest rail yards. Yeah. In Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge, we don't have huge yards. At least in, in Tennessee. Yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah. Well, maybe Memphis. Yeah, maybe, maybe Memphis. They've got they Memphis is a logistical giant. Yes. Because of FedEx. Federal Express. Fed Dicks. Dude. Dick I Joe. was driving by mm, Louisville. And UPS is in Louisville. Yes. It's wild. The airport? Yeah. The actual airport is tiny. Then then the UPS side. Yeah, UPS is side. Huge. Have just you ever watched, giant planes everywhere. Have you ever watched the videos of how all that stuff works? And you told me we watched that one time. It's fucking nuts. I don't have the spare time like you do, but I have lots of time. <laughs> I, I, I'm very curious. Yeah. It is it is fascinating. Cause like so like a so if you send something overnight, let's say we go to the post office right now and send something to or go to FedEx right now and I put a box in the mail, it goes from here. To whatever air facility, so it probably goes to BNA. Yeah. A flight from BNA will leave at like 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. It'll fly to Memphis. Which is every day. Every every plane goes to Memphis in North America. Yeah. Every day at the same time. And they land there at like midnight. And then all the packages get sorted. And then at 2 a.m., they go back to their locations. So wild. Every day. So wild. Two flights a day. It's, it's amazing. Fucking crazy. Yeah, they pioneered the hub and spoke model. Yeah. Which uh a lot of people have adopted since. Yeah. Because then you just build one giant operation. They also they have a massive facility in Indianapolis too, FedEx does. Yeah. Big facility. It's nuts. But I want to see Memphis. Just imagine all of the packages just zooming it's around like, everywhere. It's like billions of pounds of cargo or billions of tons of cargo a year. Yeah, I wonder how many planes they have. Um I forget what they're. It's like. That's not. It's mostly hundreds of it's cargo. A few, it's a few hundred. 
but it's all just old planes. So they'll take an yeah. old passenger plane and gut it because yes. the they're using them so much less frequently. Well, they'll yeah they rarely be, buy a new plane. It'll be like a seven fifty seven that all of the airlines have retired. Yep, they gut it wide body yep. and then they throw an extra engine on it. Yep, it's on, nuts. on the back. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um. Yeah, but this is dirt talk. This is not the same plane talk. The same package talk. Federal Express talk. So I was looking through our DMs. The DMs. Um, one DM was us basically saying the cat radio makes no sense, which it doesn't. We're going to need some editing on this podcast. Do you, do you follow... Um... Hold on. I sent it to Garrett yesterday, I think. Do you follow Total Sight? No. You see, I'll send it to you. This one's pretty bonkers. Total Sight LLC. Oh, that's amazing. And then they it's, put this. It's, it's a seat from a Platinum F250. What? Yeah. So this is, what is a John Deere like 750 dozer? Yeah, it's a new L series. So it's a new, yeah, a 700L LGP. Yeah. And they have an F-250 Platinum seat uh-huh. with like the Rolls-Royce star roof above it. Yeah. they And they even went as far as like the armrests are custom upholstered. That's hilarious. I don't know why more people don't do this. I've always wondered why there isn't more equipment customization in the States. It's mostly in like Brazil. Yeah. Well, that was what I was going to. Is say you see that like the guy I sent you the one in Brazil of that excavator that's fully wrapped in like the Brazilian flag yeah 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 and he always has a Kermit the Frog yeah like straddling his little computer yeah in the machine it's kind of hilarious but that's how the Europeans do it all of the Europeans every machine is is modified Albi we met him when we were oh at, at Balma yeah yeah he had. LEDs, color changing LEDs in his grader. It was, he had a badass sound system in his grader. It was all tinted. The whole interior was custom to whatever he wanted. I mean, you spend the amount of time on it. That's what, that's what Zeppelin said. Yeah. It was like, oh, they, they said, oh, we do this all the time because the companies understand that the operators, they basically live in these machines. Yeah. So if they make them nicer, they make them exactly what the operator wants. Happier operator, better productivity, better product, more money. And here, go figure. Here we just run open cabs and say, fuck these guys. Yes. You go to California and you'll see open cab 51s. Yeah. 22 year old kids with ski goggles. Yeah. 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 Running open cab 51s so they don't get blasted in the face by dust. Yeah. Ski goggles. Yeah. I made a post about the 51s again the other day and everybody was like, why wouldn't they just like, they're spending the amount of money. Why don't they just put cabs on them? Because that's a waste. Because that it's costs not, money. It's not about operator comfort. And it's the government about doesn't production. subsidize cabs. They only subsidize repowers. That's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of, uh, in our DMs, train derailments. There's a lot of train derailments. Yeah, you see the big one? Lately? Yeah, not a lot of people are talking about it. It is crazy. I feel like they're trying to brush it under the rug. Possibly. Yeah. It's entirely plausible. Yeah. Wasn't, it was in some random Midwest place. I shit you not. I seriously, I feel so bad because that when the story came out, 
I was like reading the, I was reading the headline when I woke up. I was like, huh, train derails in Palestine. I didn't even know they had trains over there. And I didn't realize it was in Ohio until like two days ago. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah, it was right. It was Ohio. It was in our Palestine, not their Palestine. And the whole thing, it was, I don't know what it was filled with. Vinyl chlorine. Vinyl chlorine. One of the most hazardous substances known to humans, apparently. Super hazardous. It derails. It explodes. And it doesn't just spill all over. It also goes into the air. And they're saying there's dead cattle, like far away from this now, just mysteriously. Dead birds, dead fish, dead cattle. People are starting to suffer that have like, um, like uh, respiratory, pre-existing respiratory issues are starting to feel weird. It's wild. Yeah. Wow. Did you watch um, Airborne Toxic Event? Was it Airborne? What What was the movie with Adam Driver? I don't remember. Anyway, there was a movie that recently came out and it was this exact same situation. I did hear about that. Same exact thing. Yeah. And it's funny because one of the biggest articles about this particular event is CNN comparing the event to the movie, and they don't even talk about the event at all. Maybe this is advertising for the movie. I think it is, because the movie kind of sucked. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's a that sucks. It's that sucks for Ohio. It yeah, it sucks for everybody involved. Like, how are they going to clean that up? That's going to be a long time. I don't think they are. I don't think they're going to clean it up. No, they'll clean it. I up. I think it's going to be another Flint. They they have to clean it up. Did you see Flint? They said. Hey, I, haven't, I haven't looked into it recently. Oh, no, it wasn't. Maybe it was Flint. It was either Flint or Jackson. Like, hey, by the way, you should probably not drink the water anymore. Jesus. Yeah, it was It was bad. A lot of our messages that we send back and forth are, there's a lot of corporate companies in the dirt world. Yes. That post on social media. Too many sticks up asses. Well, <laughs> I don't know what it is about it, but- It's a stigma. <clears throat> no, yeah, you have, like- me, you and me talking. Mm-hmm. We're two human beings having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. We are imperfect. We say dumb stuff a lot, like this whole podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. But that's, we're, we're, we're communicating like human beings. But then these people are put in charge of a corporate social media account. And that, that just goes out the window. Yes. It, it's not natural. Nothing is natural about it. And it's just odd it's really odd the one that and i'm only referencing this is because we sent it and it's in the message but uh case their marketing and i i I went back and tracked it because i'm so i'm i am absolutely fascinated by this um are you gonna say something nice should i or not nice should i be saying something are they do they are they giving us money (laughs) i I don't know no so if you go back manufacturers give us money if you go back to Case North America's account, January 1st, mm-hmm. they must have hired a new marketing professional because that's where it all starts. And they have a new format for all their posts. It's like bright yellow or bright orange. Mm. And then there's a graphic. And recently, they made a post with the word shit in it. Really? And I was like, Case is off the rails. They're, see, that's like the cool thing to do, though. I... But they don't actually say the word shit. It's it's there's there's an exclamation point instead of an I. The um did you see so the Minotaur is not a skid steer. You're right, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> no. It's a well, 
in fairness, I can't say that because they won't let me try it because yeah, they know I'm going to say it's a piece of shit. You haven't run one. Yeah. It's a, it's a loader dozer. It's a loser. I think is what they're calling it. A loader dozer. It'll be at Con Expo. Um, I'm going to go to there. You see, Dave's it was Sparks- at Con Expo last time too. And they, s- no, yeah, it was, no, it was, it was, no, yes, it was not the Minotaur. No deer had a, do- a skid steer with a blade. No, no, no. The that Min- was the Minotaur great control. was at. Case's big thing, the last time around, they was had the, the electric backhoe. And that was the big deal. I know the We made a backhoe, battery-powered. And they had the- Can the, you buy it? The concept no, machine, too. But we made one. Yeah. And now every single manufacturer at this Con Expo is going to be talking about batteries. Watch. That's every I mean. single one. It's going to be talking about batteries. That's what I said to Chase yesterday because we were talking about what we're going to do for Con Expo. I'm I'm going through Case's website to try to figure out what they're finding, what they're calling this thing. My prediction for Con Expo, we're not going to see anything truly exciting from a new equipment standpoint as far as like new models or updated versions of things. I think the only cool, the only potential for cool things, like if we're talking the like the big manufacturers, like everything's already out. Like we're past the cycles for all the new stuff. So the only the only cool thing that I would like to see that I know I'm not because I know they're a few years out on it yet is the next gen skid steers from Cat because those will be totally updated. Those need to be totally updated because they're 13 years old on the current platform. They still it's one of the it. oldest platforms that they've run. They use, but it but it works really well still. It's fine. Yeah, it's good enough. Um, it's it's really good. It's good enough. Yeah, ours wasn't free. It's good enough. That's true. Yeah, we we paid full price. I don't have to tell them how I how I how they want me to tell it. So I think we're not going to see a lot of cool big shit. It's going to be a lot of mind blowing technology. It's I'm telling you, it's going to be all about batteries and how they're saving the environment. You're, yeah, you're going to have that, but I think there's going to be like that's all Bauma was. I think there's going to be like. Like the super special bucket that we saw at the company that we can't talk about. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of that stuff. We can talk about AMI and Kinshoffer though. AMI. Well, now people are gonna AMI. know what company it is. Yeah, yeah, but I can talk <laughs> about it. We didn't. You didn't say what bucket it was. AMI has a really cool bucket that you should check out at Connex. Sure. Yeah. It'll be cool technology. It'll be look at this robot dog. It can scan your job site, and everybody's like, "Wow, that's so cool." Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be. We are saving the polar bears with our genius battery technology that no one actually wants. Um, fuck them polar bears. <laughs> polar bears are super mean. And I, I'm not here for them. Uh, <laughs> but they make great ices. They do. Slurpees. Just that one. Slurpees. Just, just, that, just that, that one polar bear. Just that. that's, that's the only good polar bear. This is the one that makes the ice. I only <laughs> trust bears that wear pants and crew necks. I don't trust bears that do anything else. <laughs> Fuck that Coca-Cola bear. Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola has a polar bear, too. Yeah. Wow. They, yeah, they are greenwashing their product big um, time. <clears throat> yeah. But based on I, that, that's what I told Chase. So I went to Balma. Balmo is very cool, but it, I, I, I went there. I didn't have my mind blown once and was like, yeah, that, that is innovation right there. I didn't No, Everything was like, yep, this is exactly what I expected. I don't even think I said that at the last con expo. 
the last con expo what was cool 395 is cool yeah but they leaked it or well they didn't leak it somebody leaked it jimmy starbuck leaked it um yeah i i don't know i just i think all the manufacturers are going to run the exact same play they ran in 2020 safe safe play they're just running the same play that's all they know. I I am excited to see who's actually gonna blow my mind because I don't I don't I'm not up to. But also I was thinking. I think about the Chinese this. manufacturers are gonna have a lot of cool shit there. In fairness, in fairness, we get to see a lot of things. That's true. And so if you're say a guy running a dozer in South Carolina, and you get to go to Con Expo, yeah, you'll probably think it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, because maybe you've never seen a big excavator before. Yeah. Or an Encon before, or all of this stuff that you don't see in your little world, it's probably pretty cool. For sure. Yeah. So I do want to give it the credit it deserves. It's a good time. I, I think some of the manufacturers are just going to let us down, that's all. They talk a big show. The interesting thing that I have not forgotten about, I was talking to someone from a big manufacturer, Perfect. and they and they said... They're not worried about the other big manufacturers. Uh, They're worried about someone just coming out of left field and doing things entirely differently, taking the whole model and flipping it on its head. Yes. Like Elon Musk did with the automotive industry, for example. He took the model and said, we're going to go build cars differently. We're going to sell the cars differently. We're going to service the cars differently. The whole model is different. You, You buy directly from Tesla. You don't buy from a dealer. Flipping the whole operation upside the whole car industry upside down and whatever you believe about tesla you can you still just look at the valuation at one point last year it was 10 it was worth the next 10 car companies combined right was the value of it now is that substantiated i don't know but it still was that's still reality yeah and that still suggests that whoa okay something happened here and now all the other automotive companies are racing to catch up that to me there's a lot of opportunity there in the heavy equipment space to do things completely differently. I think one of the biggest things they could do is drop the dealer model and do direct purchase thing from the factory. I think that would work for other manufacturers, but for like a cat, the dealer model is why cat. That's what I'm cat. saying. Like if there was a player to step into the game, they should build their business around the idea of what Tesla did and buying shit from Directly from the manufacturer. Yeah, like if, like that's uh, to get in the states, Liebherr, for example. Yeah, like that would be the way to do it. Yeah, Liebherr is here, but they're not here. No, no, they're 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 very very rare in the mm-hmm. states. Very rarely do I see a Liebherr dozer, Liebherr yeah. excavator. When I do, I get super excited, but you don't see very many of them, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of it is just the dealers don't pit, they don't sell them, they don't push them. Well, because there's not a dealer network for them, really. And the little bit that's here sucks. Yeah, the yeah. dealer the dealer model is different. Well, how would you do it though? What do you mean? Would Online. you just Okay. So but how would you service it? Well you'd still it like Tesla has little branches everywhere. So you'd still have little but but the capital required to go create a bunch of little branches. Exactly. Substantial. That's why it can't be a little player, it has to be a big player. But what if you partnered with a company? Have you seen like Mater? They're the maintenance company? Oh, yeah, yeah. The so ones that work with um, the the Australian company? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're Australian, but they, they've expanded across Canada and the United States now. Yeah, they like, have a Reno division. Well, just the other day, I saw them driving by. 
in Tennessee. Yeah. It's like, so these guys are everywhere now. If you partnered with a company like that, that offers maintenance services across yeah. the board. And that's the thing. Like if you, you know, depending if Elon Musk started building dozers, I mean, it'd be a different story because everything would be stupid and proprietary. But if you had a company that came in and built things, you know, who's a great example of this in a similar market is um, the um, Edison trucks. Have you seen anything from them yet? No. So these guys are building, they're building scratch built. Uh, they're specific to the logging industry right now, but they're going to be, I, I think once they get more investment and capital, they'll be making trucks for everybody, but they're building electric trucks. Yeah. So they're building diesel electric trucks. So they're basically, they're building a locomotive for the road. Mm-hmm. So they have, um, so it's not an electric truck. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's, di- it's diesel electric. Yeah, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. Yeah. So um, it's not, you know, it doesn't have, I think it has batteries. So it can store energy in a way. I don't entirely know how it works. Well, that's, that's, uh, there are a lot of hybrids like, yeah, like that. But it's a, it's a truck built for trucking. It's got, you know, a solid power plant. Um, they're, they're, I think they're building them out of like, they're, they found a loophole where they can build them as glider kits. So they're not emissions. Oh. That's the the way they're building them because it's like a locomotive. It's more of a locomotive than it is a truck. A truck in my eyes. So they can build it with a non emissions engine. Hmm. And it's got more power than any truck on the market will to the, to the ground. And um, it's built right. So I'm seeing like a lot of what Kenworth is doing, a lot of what Peterbilt's doing, and they're just built like so like cheaply and like just the bare minimum. Yeah. These guys are putting like real effort into making a sturdy truck and then they're rethinking the whole cab system. So like they're center cab trucks now. Oh. So you sit in the in the middle of the truck. Oh. Which is really neat. Um, And there's more cab space and they're like, they're reinventing like the windshield wiper and the windshield wiper bottle. So it's like they're putting a lot of effort into little things. And I think that's the mark that a lot of manufacturers are missing there because they're just so stuck on status quo. You got a guy over here coming in left field like I'm going to build the best fucking truck I can think of. Yes. In every aspect of this truck. And I'm going to go test the shit out of it. And then everybody's going to be stoked on it. That's the dilemma that you have as a hundred year old company, though, with shareholders, publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. You don't really have a lot of freedom to operate. Right. You kind of just have to keep doing what's working. Yep. You're locked into this, the the curse that you're locked into, sure, you have access to a ton of capital, but you're locked into delivering consistent quarterly earnings. Yeah. But every one of these companies has a venture capital division. I've talked to a lot of them, though. They play it safe because even the venture capital groups, they answer to somebody. Mm-hmm. And if they make stupid bets... That doesn't, they, they say, they say they want to be innovative. They say they want to be innovative, yeah. but you come to them with something innovative that actually could change things and solve a real big problem. And they're like, ah, that's a little too risky. Like, so then what do you do? Like, what is this capital for then? I don't get it. And it's a little frustrating. So they'll say we want big things and they have all these amazing words and it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. 
But then you meet with them and you're like, ah, yeah, it just doesn't fit our model. So what does fit your model? And then you look at what they've invested in and it's a bunch of Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Well, and- no, it's, it's a bunch of these little tech companies. So they do invest in tech. They do, they do do it. Yeah. But it's... Things that are already established and proven. Uh, it's like, it's the stuff that's like trendy. Oh. Oh. AI. Um, AI. Yeah. AI and virtual reality and, and uh, green innovation and that kind of stuff. And you're like, that's great. That's, that's fantastic. I'm all for it. Like my problem with uh, virtual reality, for example, that's for whatever reason, it's this weird it buzzword. Is, when you think about it, it is an oxymoron in itself. Virtual reality. I, yeah, yeah it, it is. It, the it is whole thing is, uh, this, but, yeah. But anyway. this, whole, this whole VR thing has, has all these people captivated right now in our industry. And I like, that's the future of training is VR. And I just sit there and I'm like, that's great. But that doesn't align with the reality I see. The reality I see is people are still struggling with grade control technology that's been around for 15 years. Yeah. They still don't know how to use it. For sure. We can't even train people on how to use basic technology in our industry consistently to do their jobs more effectively. Right. So we're just going to skip from step two to 11 with virtual reality and assume that's going to fix it. It's like, no. And you run a dozer because running a dozer is badass. The feeling of running a dozer, shaping the earth, virtual reality, like, are there some aspects that could help people? Sure. But that doesn't get me excited. If it's between VR and an excavator, I'm going to choose the real damn thing 10 out of 10 times. Like, that's why I love the industry because it is real. It gets me out of this stupid virtual world that I don't want anything to do with. But everybody's like, but that's what kids want. They just want to live in this virtual world. It's like, no, no, they don't. That's not really what human beings desire, I believe. A lot of people assume what the next generation wants, but they don't actually ask the next generation. They don't. Yeah. They don't ask the next generation. And they don't look on job sites. They don't get out to job sites and just look around like, oh, so this is it. That's why I think the dealers, all the dealers do much better than the actual manufacturers do. Oh, for sure. Because they're grounded and they understand the customer. I think these big manufacturers, no matter who they are, they get so disconnected from the work or even the big contractors. Yeah. Like the big general contractors, they get so disconnected from the actual work that like just even talking with them, you, you start to, it's like, they don't get it. You don't, you don't get it. I, I, I can see right through the big words and all of this. You, you don't understand what's actually happening on that job site and how a project gets built. And that's not your fault. You're just so far removed from it that you don't see it, but you need to, you need to get back into that because that's like, that's it. Yeah. The core of the job site. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've thought the whole virtual reality, it's so odd. It's like, we need virtual reality before we train people on basic communication skills. Like, <laughs> to me, it's like, no, let's, yeah. let's train on basic communication, financial literacy, and, and the, the absolute basics first, and then we can start going down the road. I wish we could offer like a college program because that's all that people want. It's like, they just want to send people to college. Like, the, like training's great. We need training, but we need to like trick them into going to our college yeah, and just teach them. Well, like I need to dress up as a professor. No, we don't need to trick them. So this is, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. 
We don't need Eric Jumper as a professor. You're not going <laughs> to fool anybody. This is what we're going to do. Turner Mining Group figured this out. Okay. A few years ago. The putting young kids into... So, so what into, they did... Into roles. Yeah, so, so they created a new feed into the industry that I have not seen anywhere else yet. There are some great internship programs and like CW Matthews, but they, they did it at scale that I have not seen since. Yes. They leverage social media to go cast an enormous net. They got thousands of applications from kids, a lot of times that have never been on a job site, never run a haul truck in their life. Yep. Because they said, we do cool stuff and we will give you a shot. They brought all of these people in. They trained them entry level and they dispersed them across their business. Where they are today, they're, they're, that's not the model, not the model anymore. they're engaged in today. Sure. But there's a lot of merit to that model there that is. I think we can employ on a, on a, on a broad scale. And that's what Dirt World is going to become. Yes. So BuildWit becomes the net that we cast across not just our industry, but outside of the industry and say, hey, this is badass, right? And their kids are like, yeah, this is badass. Yeah. Apply through us. We put them through basic training, very basics of safety, basics of equipment operation, basic hand tools, basic leadership, communication. Give them the basics. Maybe first it's online. And then we graduate to an actual training facility with a six-week program or whatever it is, just giving them the basics. And the whole time we say, we're just giving you the basics. And here's the reality of the industry. You're going to have to put in your time. Yep. You're going to have to get in the seat. You're going to have to do the hard work. There's no secret about that. And then we go place them. At companies. At companies around the United States who then continue their training and actually turn them into productive operators, whatever they are, over the course of a few years. I And, you know, I really think that's kind of, you know, there's a lot you can dissect from from Turner Mining. You get, honestly, great case study, if there ever was one for a company. One of the most fascinating case studies in workforce development. You, okay, so here's where they're, here's where they fell apart. Okay, they had a great, everything up, everything from the starting thing of the company to the marketing to, you know, which you attribute a lot to that, uh, to the marketing side. Um, they had a key face of the, there was a face of the company and you knew exactly who you were going to work for. It was Keaton Turner. Um, they had awesome equipment. They had the work and they brought in waves of people. So there was two problems with their model is number one, they didn't really train people to do the job. Like, like well, to the degree that you're talking about, like they didn't have a system in place to really train their people. There was no program. It was just individuals being taught by individuals in real time. Yes. With in a production setting, in a production setting and under the gun. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, uniform across the company because it was people teaching across the board. It was also, it's also a different type of work than what most contractors are doing. It's a lot more cut and dry. Yes. So that was the other thing. Like that, that's something that if you bring this up to a, a regular contractor, it's like, we could never do that. 
yeah, well, at that's scale I'm so because tired. we're not set up for it. I know. It's like you could be set up for I'm it. I'm so tired of hearing that though. You could easily be set up for it. So turn my group, they're doing very well right now. Oh yeah. They have some badass jobs going actually. Yeah. So it's not it's not that it deteriorated. They they just This is turn your mining season one. That was their original strategy. They've pivoted to a different strategy. I th- they pivoted because the mining industry said, this is a little too progressive for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Can you just be more like a mining contractor? And they said, sure. Uh, they became more like a mining contractor and started getting bigger work. Yeah. Imagine that. It's a very, very old school industry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, it wasn't that they didn't, they didn't have a training program and that bit them because they grew so fast. Yes. You can, if it's you training me, that works pretty well, but that's not scalable. If it's me, so, you need yeah. a program. If it's a one-on-one, it's scalable. And I'm on the same site every day. Yeah, yeah. A lot, I think one of their other big problems was they didn't have enough senior leadership on the ground regularly. Yeah, they, well, they needed. Yeah, they needed more. They needed more infrastructure there to scale that. What I'm saying is maybe it's not on Turner Mining Group, the contractor, to go create oh, all yeah. of this infrastructure. I see what you're yeah, yeah. What if BuildWit creates the infrastructure? Yeah, exactly. And we create the feed of new people. Yeah. They still do the training. Uh, so I'm not promising kids that I'm going to get them ahead, but I am now an entry point into the industry. I will give them real experience and not just skills-based, but train them again on leadership, financial literacy, just basic life. So make them just better people overall because no one's teaching them how to even handle money, for example, and then help the companies develop the training program necessary implement the training program necessary and ultimately shore up their workforce less of a training program more of a boot camp yes the build with boot camp more it's we're just the entry point into the industry right right now i can't tell you how many hundreds of kids have messaged for me saying i can't find a way in none of these companies will give me a shot they all require five years experience how the fuck am i getting a five years experience i i want to work but i don't have experience i need someone to give me a shot well, kid, you better go cut grass for a couple of years because that's all you can I do. don't know what to tell them. I don't know. Oh, but just go here. That's why there was this flood to, to when Turner Mining Group said, no experience required. It was like, hallelujah. Great. This is my way into this amazing world. Absolutely. I won't think twice about it. I'll go anywhere. I'll work as many hours as I want. I will put my head down and make shit happen. Yeah. I, they're, I, they're out there. Contractors are just out of touch with the people, I think, for the most part. Another another issue that I've been encountering a lot lately is housing and just like living in an area. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is there's there's two ways you can look at it. There's a lot of contractors I talk to that are in the middle of Bumfucksville and they can't get people to work there. And I'm yes. like, shocker, you are surrounded by more cows than people. Yeah, yeah. So you need to incentivize those people to come work for you with more than just health insurance. Well, or if you live, if you work in a place like Key West or Aspen, mm-hmm. you need you need more than just yeah, we'll give you your deposit for your apartment. You need to like like Shay is offering to pay somebody's entire living situation for a whole year. Correct. Plus a pretty modest salary. Oh, like a really good salary. A very good salary. Yeah, for Colorado. To come run some of the most unique equipment in the country. Yeah, and to be an Aspen. And to be an Aspen. That's what 
you need to be offering. You can't just say, come work for me. I'll give you $18 an hour. Well, that ain't going to cut it. Yeah, anymore. because because it's like the, the rate's the rate. If you don't like it, go kick rocks. It's like, no, 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 no. You need to take a more holistic approach. There are contractors. I've pivoted a little bit. to. It's not that like you're doing it wrong approach. It's that, hey, we've done it this way for a while. It's worked out really well for us. But the world has dramatically changed. Yeah. And we all know that. This is no secret. We all know it. And we know that what we've done is no longer working. It's like everybody just nods their head when I say, I'm like, yeah, we all know it. So we have to do something differently. We have to, it's not that we don't care for our people, but we have to care for them differently. Caring for our people back in the day was, do I give them a paycheck consistently and pay the market rate? I do. That is my bar. That that is my end of the bargain as an employer. Today, that is a dramatically different story. I need to be thinking about them holistically. I need to think about their life, their health, their family, their income, their their life, their 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 skills. Just outside of what they do day to day, I need to think about them as a human being, not as an employee, not as a laborer, not as an operator. And until companies do that. They're going to be hitting their head against the wall. But I've seen a lot of companies do this. It's working out great for them. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think it's on the companies to figure out how to create this feed into the industry. I think we can create the feed into the industry. And that's what we're already doing with Dirt World. All of this will already be out by Con Expo. So I don't know when this podcast is coming out. But if it's out by Con Expo, beginning of March, the whole DirtWorld.com thing, it's already ver- version one's already there. And we have version two, three, four, five, six after that. Yeah. That will become the feed into the industry. Yeah. Cool. So, I don't know. It goes both ways. I've seen it both ways. Oh, these, these old timers just won't give me a shot. They want me to work all the time. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to fucking work. Like, shut up and work. Because there's, there's, no, there's no shortcut here. You're just going to have to bust your ass for a while. That is the bare minimum. And then you, you don't, you don't deserve opportunities day one. You have to earn it. And then you have, and then you have the ability to go, go out and get those opportunities. So I see from the, from the younger guys, it's like, you got to slow down a little bit and put in the work. There's no shortcut. But then the old timers, it's like, you got to give the young guys a shot. Like the whole mentality of they need to work 20 years, like the whole seniority concept. It's so flawed. That was, I think... Going back to turn mining, that was what I was going to say was there was the the idea there was correct of giving the younger guys a shot. I think the problem is they went too far and gave them too much and they basically just hung themselves. Yeah. They nearly hung themselves. I meant the kids themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. there, there's like a fine middle ground there of giving them enough room to make decisions and most importantly fuck up they need to fuck up you need you need to you know obviously not take the company under with a fuck up but you know put a pipe in wrong yes make a mistake how can we offer because that people- that's how i learned is making mistakes but yes to learn without having to make those mistakes is something that you know well because of the whole safety culture we've eliminated the ability for people to make mistakes yeah and, and and said this is just not tolerated anymore. Yeah. There's zero tolerance. 
for making a mistake. But you learn through making mistakes. Mm -hmm. So we're putting people onto job sites and saying there's zero tolerance for making mistakes, but you learn from it. And the previous generation, that's how they learned. They're making a lot of mistakes, but now that's eliminated. So, okay, that's fine. I'm all for more safety. But if you've eliminated the wiggle room over here, you're going to have to make up for it somewhere. Yep. You're going to have to create an opportunity for people to screw up or learn in another fashion. You can't just keep on down the same road and eliminate. And not only they've eliminated not just the ability to make mistakes, but a lot of the entry-level positions. Like if you're, if you're using 3D GPS on an excavator, for example. Well, back in the day, it was a guy with a grade rod yeah. in, in the bottom of the, in the ditch, making sure that's where it needed to be. Yeah. That's the best place to learn how to run an excavator how to grade with an excavator, how to dig for pipe on the ground. Well, you've eliminated the ground position out of necessity because we don't have a lot. We don't have as much labor, which I get. I'm all for eliminating some positions. Like that's, that is progress. We've done that for centuries. That is how societies evolve. For sure. But um, you, you need to make up for it somewhere at the same time. You can't just assume they're going to go figure it out on their own. That's, that's un- totally unreasonable. But it's, it's from both, like, we just need ownership across the board. We need the next generation to have some sense of ownership, which, but it's not their fault. It should be the previous generation owning this first and foremost saying, hey, this is our industry. We need to make sure this is good before we leave. If we take everything we know with us, we failed. It should be, they should be going first, but it's on the previous generation, the experienced guys to say, how can I teach as much as I how can I offer as much as I know to as many people as possible before I'm out of here? Yeah. And that might look different than how I was taught. And that's okay. And then the younger people, it's like, you got to do your time. Yeah, it's going to fucking suck. But that's the point. That's the exact point. That is why it's so valuable. That is why people have so much pride. That is why you're creating value in the world is because it is hard. And there's, there's something to that at the same time. Yeah. The pride definitely isn't there quite as much, but I think it's, it's coming back a little bit. The pride is there. I'm noticing it's a just lot not more. Fostered. Yeah. I'm noticing a lot. See a lot of the, and then the biggest problem is like these younger kids are suffering with their own generation. So like I, you know, I, I, there's a lot of kids my age that are putting in the work and they're working with kids the same age. It's like, those kids don't care. It's like, the fuck like how do you how do you get through to the ones that genuinely are just there for a paycheck you know if we had all the answers we'd be yeah. making a lot more money than we are right now true yeah i don't know that's but people are proud it just needs to be it needs to be fostered i go out to job sites though everybody's so fucking stoked on what they do and that's what that's what upsets me the most about companies that are just like no photos and not even an argument. It's not even a conversation. It's just like, it's just, it's just a no. Because it's not, it's not the content. It's not, well, oh, it's going to be great content. It's going to get me all of these, all of this attention on social media and grow our brand and this and that. Like, frankly, we have the access we have right now is really, really good. Yeah. I can go, okay, great. You won't let me look at your 6015. I don't care because I have 10 others I can choose from. It's not that big of a deal for me anymore. We have the access. It's that. It's more of an insult to your own people. It, it's like 
Yeah, you're struggling with your workforce. What's the first thing you can do? Make sure the people come in your job site every single day are proud and reminded of what they do matters. Right. One of the easiest things you can do is allow them or allow someone else to capture what they do through photography or video or something. And some companies have, you know, they're doing it and they've brought it in-house and they have a person that goes around. And they do a nice, nice job. Like Goodfellow has media people. Yeah. But some of them make it seem like it's a chore. Like it doesn't feel genuine. Like they're just doing it because, you know, Goodfellow's doing it. And they, hey, Goodfellow's doing a good job. Let's, let's do it too. They're, they're, they task somebody with it. And they're like, oh, fuck, I got to go take a picture yeah. of some guy on a job site. They're doing the it because they, they have to. Exactly. It's like a, They don't do it because they want to. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a party trick. Those people are in the same category as the people that don't want pictures taken at all. Yes. For me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's disingenuous. Yeah. It should be, we want, we want our people to celebrate what we do. We, we want to, it's so refreshing when I go on a job sites and they're not nervous about a camera being there. Cause it's like, we know we're good to go safety wise. We know our people look good. Like we know our machines look good. We don't have anything to worry about. And sometimes all it takes is just getting a camera in there and then taking, you know, sometimes it sucks. Like, oh, I don't want my picture taken. Cool. I'm going to take it anyway. You take the photo and you bring it back to them. You and- show it to them. Benagro, great example. That was one of my favorite trips because we've been there twice mm-hmm. and they've, they see what we've done. It's like they, everybody is like posing for the camera and they just want to get in the shot. I'm like, cool. Okay. That's how it's supposed to be. Yes. Just because they have day. permission. Exactly. They now They now have permission. They know it's okay now. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, they, oh, it's just so hard to get photos from the field or this and that. It's like, that's because your people don't have permission. They're afraid they're going to get they're going to lose their job yeah. for a photograph. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wouldn't be sending you photos either if I was afraid I was going to lose my job. But I can guarantee you they have hundreds of photos on their phones. Yep. All day long, they're taking photos. Yep. I promise you. I promise you. Everybody's so proud of what they do. They want it. Every time I'm in the field, guys pull out their, oh, I need to show you this job. Like, check this out. And I'm looking at it and they're, you know, I was sitting next to a mechanic the other day and he was scrolling through pictures of the machines he's fixed and what the problems were. Yeah. And he was, you show me, it's a, it's a picture of this wiring harness. I put on my, I put on my social media. It has just this little nick in it. And he's like, it took me three days to find this. There was a code that it was throwing saying something was wrong with the steering sensor. It wasn't the steering sensor. And it was this wire on this harness. It took me three days to find it. That's crazy. So damn proud. Yeah. It's like this puzzle, this, this code he's cracked. Yeah. That's what these people do all day long. They just want to talk about it. They just want to share what the heck they do. But nope. Nope. So dumb. So dumb. It's just, I like, I get the rationale. Barely. I barely get it because they're worried about, they're worried about getting sued for something. It's, but that's, that's the, I get the rationale because that's the easy thing to do. Saying no is easy. Sure. Status quo, no liability, check. That's, I don't have to do any work. I just have to tell you no. And it's easy for me. Then I just keep doing my job. Right. If I tell you yes, then I have, I have to arrange it. I have to figure out permissions now. Like, oh, these hundred things could potentially go wrong. And I have to send this waiver and there's this liability here and there. It's, it's a lot more work for me. So I get it. But again, this workforce challenge is not solving itself. That's right. It's only getting worse. But robots are going to fix everything. You think robots are going to fix everything? I robots am... and AI 
and virtual reality, virtual reality, and Facebook. Facebook's gonna fix it all. All right, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. So that is uh, a podcast. That's a pod podcast, like the kids would say. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to check out the latest X Games video that we talked about, X Games. Search Aaron Wood or Buildwood on YouTube. You'll find it. Share the podcast. We would love you to share it if you enjoyed it or if you hate it. The X Games video is probably gonna be like four weeks old by the time this comes out. Right here, son. We just got a very convincing More? <laughs> shaking hand. Um, watch the latest video. Share the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Stay tuned. Goodbye. Okay,